This episode is brought to you by all of our incredibly generous Patreon backers. Go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv in order to check out the rewards, see the uh, the, the different tiers, and, uh, you know, help us out. Thanks to all of our backers, and thank you to everybody who is considering backing at uh, patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Bonfire Side Chat. It is a tattooed, it is a, a spiky, edgy. Favorite of the accursed. It is a favorite of the accursed. Is it a favorite of the lost gods? <laughs> um, where we're talking, continuing our discussion of Lords of the Fallen. Again with the naming, like we we had that contest about uh about like what is the what is the most Dark Souls ass name you can give something? Like, you know, yeah. li- li- librarian of the of, of the of the missing column or something. Yeah. <laughs> like there, there definitely isn't naming a naming convention for souls, but it is more interesting than this. If uh, if if people are listening, the person who won that contest who got the poster never got back to me afterwards. Oh, it was uh, Apostles of the Pale Drake, which I think is it's pretty cool. Like That's I want to learn good. about the uh, the antecedents yeah, of the, uh, the channelers, yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Um, so I have a poster. It is unfortunately folded because I, I didn't hear from you in time to go to a post office when I was in San Francisco and didn't want to carry a curled poster on while travel while yeah, traveling. Yeah. But uh, it is a nice poster. Mm-hmm. It is folded. It is yours if you'd like it. Yeah. So hit us up. Hit us up. Uh, this week we are continuing our saga of Lords of the Fallen. Uh, pre- previously, we had uh, uh, ventured up to the cemetery and killed the worshiper, and stepped over the threshold between realms to uh, to, to to find the Rogar Temple with our with our frenemy Yetka. Yes, yeah, our 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 frenemy. Uh, thankfully, not love interest. Like I yep. thought that was good. like when I when I realized this game was not sophisticated in its storytelling, I was like, oh, I'm gonna fall in love with Yetka, <laughs> and her story is actually a little bit more interesting than that. Yeah, even if it doesn't like. I don't exactly know what's going on. Mm-hmm. It is, again, there's like those shades of ambition yeah. I was talking about that I would love to have. Someone have the opportunity to actually get that out just yeah. for their own sake, just because I'm a nice person. I want good things yeah. to happen to them. It has an emotion, like her story has an emotional core, but it is not the most obvious and easy one. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, so if you're listening to this, if, the, if this is the first of the uh, Lords of the Fallen episodes that you're listening to, we encourage you to go back um, and listen to the first one because, you know, we're going to spoil some stuff. Also, because the first episode has a lot of the generalities. Um, yeah, we're, only, we're not going to talk about too much of that. Yeah, so, so you end up uh, you going you go into the Rogar realm, um, and you're in front of this big, kind of big bridge heading into this gigantic temple, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the Rogar realm for I for you. This is where <laughs> yeah. people live in a world. Yep, yeah, this is where the this is where the Rogar come from. This is a Dark Souls ass run up. I got some yeah. serious uh, some serious bridge vibes off of this. Yeah, um, yeah, I actually like the way this looks from the outside a lot. Yeah, like I was like, I was like, oh, this looks pretty cool. Like this actually, as much as I was teasing at the end of the episode, last episode about like, man, I hate all these snowy castles. Um, going into a big ashy castle um, 
it uh, it actually does like this looks pretty cool from the outside. I think. Yeah. It didn't strike like a soul's nerve. It did strike like a metal cover. You know, <laughs> is it metal nerve? Yes. Is it I metal? Yes. As yeah, of right yeah, now, it metal. is metal. Yeah. Yeah. Super metal. <laughs> Yeah, so you're making your run up and you encounter, uh, like, I think one of the most interesting NPCs in the game, which is uh, the yeah. crafter. Yes. Um, so this is, this guy ends up being a couple, like, he is an extra dimensional uh, being, like, kind of a watcher character um, who, you know, has seen this all kind of play out before. Mm-hmm. When you can actually get him to talk about things that are not just crafting, which is what he mainly, mainly does, um, he will kind of give hints about... You know, uh, you know this. This is the, the futility of your quest, and kind of like not so much cyclical, mm-hmm. but just kind of like he's above it all. Yeah, in the way that alien voices tend to be. <laughs> you know, um, but he is he introduces this uh, mechanical element of crafting and blacksmithing and stuff to the game. Yeah. So you're collecting these runes, both small and large, and uh, you can talk to him in order to kind of like unlock the potential. And these runes factor in uh, to the story a little bit, but mechanically, they are kind of a randomized way to roll for effects that you can uh, assign to either your gauntlet, your weapon, or your armor, or your shield. Yes. And uh, the if you don't unseal the runes, you can use them as keys. So there's kind of this like, nice little like risk-reward to that. Like You can either choose to have your equipment be better or have access to new equipment, usually. Mm-hmm. Um you can one kind of nice touch is that when they are randomized when you break them open, but you can actually bet XP to increase the chances of getting good ones, mm-hmm. um, which I like. That's like a cool like if I don't have quite enough XP to like gain another level, you know. Sometimes I'd pump it into this uh, because one of the secrets about this is that certain runes are just amazing. Yeah, um, luck and poison are great. Um, poison does a lot of damage over time; like it doesn't wear off. Mm-hmm quickly it's awesome to add to your gauntlet and be able to poison things from a distance Um, and luck is just incredible because uh, the way luck works is uh, on your weapon increases scaling so if you're just going like a pure strength build putting out like a high quality or flawless luck rune in there will make it do a lot more damage Um, on your equipment it uh, decreases or increases your equip burden so if you get a bunch of kind of shitty luck runes Mm -hmm. and put them in all your equipment slots it's very easy to wear like much heavier armor right yeah, uh, this is a pro tip for anybody who is playing through this game for the first time. Um, fire resistance is also really good as well. Um, yeah, especially there's going to be a lot of things that do fire damage for the yeah for this for this stretch of the game. Poison's great because nothing really has a resistance to it, so it is mm-hmm. so it is free dot. Yeah, and lightning is actually great, but you, there's a, isn't a lightning rune. <laughs> um, tons of things are weak against lightning, which I read on the wiki. But there's only like one or two lightning weapons in the whole game. Oh, so you have to okay, so that it's it's yeah. inherent to a weapon. You can't. Yeah. You can't add it to it. There's a, there's a uh, boss later. That's one of his uh, one of his conditions is to yes. attack him with uh, with a lightning, and it, it is hard to get lightning. Yeah. Um, this guy, so this guy right now, he's kind of stuck here, but he's sending you on a, a quest to get like a crystal yeah. or something that will allow him to teleport to different uh, anvils around the world and your world. Yeah, it is a it, it is the it is the tear crystal that rests in the chamber of binding. At the, yes. uh, in the Rogar Temple again. This is this is yeah, just he's the, not joking. Like yep. that's actually what it is. <laughs> so, yeah. Again, uh, you know, just the malediction prophecy too. <laughs> Everything yes. is the blank of blank. The uh, one of the things that's interesting or not interesting, it's kind of like a, I was surprised about is that you can remove runes from things because yeah. usually in in say like a Diablo or a Torchlight, like it would be a permanent choice, and that would be. You know, to get rid of it, you usually have to destroy the equipment or destroy the rune. Here, you can just kind of shuffle them. Yeah. 
you know? So if you luck out and get a really good rune, it can stay on whatever weapon you're using, which is kind of a kindness that I appreciate, um, even it, even though it seems like slightly less sophisticated on first blush. Yeah, it's uh, it definitely brings a, little, a lot less consequence uh, to the table. Yeah. Um, I think that this is one level of complexity too high in terms of mm. in terms of making you manage not just which piece of equipment you have, but also keep track of what runes are on what. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I, mean, I don't I, know that the interface can 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 bear that level of complexity. It ended up being kind of a pain because it always just meant going back to a, a, a anvil. But I only really used one set of equipment at a time. I didn't do a lot of switching, which like, yeah. I know you can do that. Like that is a thing that people recommend, like having a fire weapon and having a a poison weapon and stuff like that. But I just never really did it. Yeah. Um, it might have just been me being lazy. So for me, it wasn't that big of an issue. But if you're keeping a bigger variety of equipment, I could see it being kind of a pain. Yeah. I think it is a kindness that they put this kind of after the first third of the game mm-hmm. by not kind of inundating you with too many levels of choice um, at the yeah. beginning. Uh, for as much as we've been, for as much as we've bemoaned kind of the lack of uh, builds, I think that it would have been overwhelming if they had introduced this sooner. It also, um, yeah, I, I agree with that. And like, it does give add a lot of variety. Like the way these things work on your gauntlet, um, it will have different effects depending on which of the three states. Mm-hmm your gauntlet is firing in you set your gauntlet to um and some of them are really interesting like you can turn your grenades into like cluster bombs um with these things like you can do a lot of neat stuff with with these things like i like the rune system in this game yeah it's pretty good it is a little bit i mean it is it comes late which is good um but it came when i was ready for it like when i was like oh this is feeling a little simple yeah it's uh it's less optimizy than uh than the upgrades in dark souls like yeah. that the, there is there is no like one true path to maximize the damage potential it feels more feels more situational um in a way that i appreciate other than luck yeah like yeah. luck is almost like that's universally a great great thing like mm-hmm. you like putting you will never go, do wrong like just putting some luck luck runes on stuff yeah um so yeah so you're continuing through yeah and uh, this, this area. is this is a little bit of a difficulty spike actually compared yeah. to the first uh there is a very uh cheekily named uh achievement for coming into the rogar realm which is the real lord starts here mm-hmm. and it is harder like you're gonna fight a bigger variety of enemies um yeah and uh one of the hardest things and this actually you're gonna come back here spoiler and this <laughs> ends up being a bigger problem then but boy is this confusingly laid out holy shit like i had i got lost here more than anywhere else in the game um both trips here like i just it's very easy to just kind of lose your place mm-hmm. um and there are kind of huge paths that reveal a lot of stuff that like are pretty well hidden yeah and not very well telegraphed it's kind of a bummer even the critical path is pretty well obscured yeah 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 um so essentially you're going in this eastern and western antechambers to pull levers to open the the central path mm-hmm. here yeah the uh the the uh, eastern antechamber has uh this first new enemy that you're seeing uh which is the forger He's like a mm-hmm. big, a uh, big bottom heavy fat guy uh, who has crossbows, um, and he's the first enemy I think who will heal himself um, pro- yeah. proactively. He throws traps too. Yeah, um, <laughs> on the bear ground. Traps. Like, yeah, he throws. He has all these bear traps hanging from his belt. This is one of the the very few times I think that like this game makes an enemy that kind of looks okay, you know, okayly designed. Mm-hmm. Like I don't mind this thing. Well, he cuts. A, he cuts a good silhouette. Yeah, he he actually looks unique and different than everything else that you run into at this point. So I think that's probably why I like him. Um, yeah, so not so bad. Yeah. Um, in the Western end, and you're getting kind of, we're not going to talk about every little piece of miscellaneous treasure yeah, no. you pick up. Um, but on the Western end chamber, you actually run into some enemies fighting each other. Yeah. Which is weird. Like, I don't actually know what's going on with these Rogars. 
<laughs> oh, they, you know, but they were just fighting over like a piece of dropped food or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's uh it's the forger and these, these dogs, these, uh, these demon hound kind of things. Yeah. Which are yeah. kind of like functionally the same as the golems a little bit. Yeah. Like quick to kill, but they're quick to, they, you know, kind of stomach you yeah. and stuff. And they're not actually a problem unless they're with other enemies. Yeah. Um, something to be said about the so yeah. about the forgers is that uh, they're starting to introduce enemies that are dangerous at uh, multiple different distances, mm-hmm. more so than just you know the crossbowmen who would do the majority of their damage at a distance but have like a weak melee attack. Like the 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 forger is you know kind of like managing your distance from him in a in a, in a pretty cool way. Um, yeah, you know, a, a, especially in combination with other stuff uh, that it throws at you with him. Yeah. Yep. Um, after you pull both levers, you can go through this big middle courtyard um, with lots of little exits to the it. Some eternal which are flame. Ah, uh, yes. It is called the eternal flame. Uh, all these kind of rune-covered exits that you're going to come back to later. Um, and <laughs> they were all hit doors. really hard by Kennedy's assassination. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I'm sorry. I interrupted you for the goof. You are going to be opening up these little, these little side uh, entrances, um, and those yeah. will come into play for a boss fight in the third episode. Yes, that is actually optional. Um, so the uh, you're introduced to the tyrants at this point, yeah. which like I like I like these guys. Me too. This is a cool. I think this is a cool gimmick, um, and again, it's adding some much needed variety. Mm-hmm. Um, so the trick to these guys, they're big greatsword guys, and they have a horcrux uh, mm-hmm. nearby. And after you kill them, they take a knee and start pulling energy from somewhere. <laughs> and if you follow this little trail of energy, you'll find a little urn with their heart inside it yeah it's funny their um, horcrux they, is their actual heart yes <laughs> yep and it's just it's just around mm-hmm. uh but sometimes they do some tricky stuff like putting these in kind of hidden areas yeah um and on different you know x-axis mm-hmm. or uh rather z-axis and such yeah um different floors um different floors <laughs> yeah different floors there we go yeah. um yeah different floors and also you know like you may kind of defeat this guy and as he's temporarily recovering you will run to find this urn and this is in a room with a bunch of other enemies so yes you are all of a sudden you've taken this thing out but you have to defeat the tyrant again like these are enemies that you have to fight twice unless you can just kind of intuit or spot uh where these where these urns are um so it is a way to kind of like compound the complexity of these fights in a really satisfying way i think yeah and like lead you into traps and stuff like i think that some of the more thoughtfully designed good encounters in the game are designed around these guys yeah and they're Um, they're deployed sparingly too yeah exactly unlike the giant knight guys like these guys there's like maybe five of them in the game and they don't Um, respond so like they they act as almost like mini bosses yeah um and while we're heaping praise upon these guys the uh getting their hearts there's actually a mechanical benefit to collecting them like I was just like, oh, it just wants me to take it out so I can kill this guy. But later, that comes up. Yeah, yep. Which is good. It lets you cash in just stuff that you were incidentally collecting anyway by progressing in the game. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, uh, you just, just just toss you some softballs every once in a while, you know. Um, yeah. You head up, to, so you know the, the, this is kind of an instance of good like Disneyland signposting. You have this temple that's off in the distance. However, like the Citadel, um, almost in a mirror version. Wink, wink. Um, you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the, the the front door is blocked, so you have to make your way around the panorama, uh, which mm-hmm. is you know uh, notable. Uh, people who've listened to Danny California will remember when you broke the panorama. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> you are kind of fighting these Rogar, and you're introduced to uh, kind of like I I appreciate how difficult the the, the dimensional beasts are, 
but they are not as satisfying to me as as the tyrants. I think they're not yeah, as they're thoughtfully not, deployed. I think no, they're not. Yeah, they're not as thoughtfully deployed. It is cool to have like fighting non a big non bipedal monster. Yes, you know, um, and they do a couple of interesting things. So, like these are big like Cthulhu faced piles of arms and tentacles and shit. Yeah, essentially like they're, weird. They're like a non floating non laser beholder a little bit. Yeah, yeah, like they they are they're they're goofy looking um you know just piles of piles of arms and biomass and they do a couple like they uh their aoe like healing thing is interesting yeah like where they will kind of turtle up and uh start healing uh but when they finish healing they blow up so they're punishing you for taking you know for punishing them yeah for healing so it gets you you know you have to get in there and do a little bit or what i would usually do is back off and poison them with my my gauntlet yeah to counteract um, the the rate at which they're recovering yeah, up a little bit. Yeah, um, they have uh, they they punish you for trying to get behind them. They kind of take their take their uh, arm extremities and like wing them back to you to like yeah. pin, pin, pinch her backwards. So it's kind of hard to find an opening on these guys more so yep. than a lot of the other enemies. Yeah, they, they will uh, they'll stagger, which yep. is what I eventually figured out. Like tricking them into doing their like long leap, and then kind of sidestepping and hitting them with heart attacks was usually what I do because I would usually stun lock them. Yeah. Um, they also will grab you and, and chew on your head yep. for a little while. They have a little grab attack that's really comical. Like, it doesn't do very much damage. Like, <laughs> they're just, like, softly gumming your pate <laughs> until, until they toss you aside like a used <laughs> blow pop. Yeah. <laughs> like, Are the brains the, 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 the bubble gum in that situation? Yeah. It, yeah. Takes, it takes three licks. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so these guys are generally deployed uh, in smaller areas where they're trying to kind of control your passage through mm-hmm. a place. Uh, it's going to pop up in a big bad way in the third episode. But even here, uh, the, the, these are these are bigger enemies that you kind of have to stop and deal with. Otherwise, you know, unless you make a an explicit effort to outpace them, they're going to make your life really difficult. Yep. 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 Um, in the uh, the panorama. So if you fa- go past this guy and go down back into the antechambers. Um, this is the critical path for where you're going now, even though there's another way outside of the panorama, which is not very well signposted. Yeah. Um, that was very frustrating to me. And a, a statue that we're going to... Doesn't come into play until way later, and I never actually took advantage of it. Yeah. But you find these these Rogar statues are like, for those who stood upon us, I think it says. Mm-hmm. You have a certain weapon that can smash those, and if you smash all of them, you get these pieces of armor yeah. that are really powerful, but I never did it. No. I got a couple of them. Like I didn't backtrack to get them, but it was worthwhile. Like mm. you're, you're, like I was mix, I was mixing and matching armor anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have done. That. I just didn't realize it during my play. I had to look up online later, like what weapon would smash them. Yeah, yeah. So. It's, it's it's very non obvious. That's something that we didn't mention in the in the generalities. But like I think part and parcel with the story being a little bit weaker and a little bit less complex, there are item descriptions, but they are functionally useless. I was wondering whether that one would actually tell you anything because it, it seems like it, it, it really okay. doesn't yeah okay because it would be nice if it did yeah yeah that's the, all i just i'm just hoping it'd be nice <laughs> oh yeah, me too i hope things are nice too i think things are nice yeah <laughs> me too gary <laughs> high five area grandmas <laughs> here we are <laughs> area grandma <laughs> hoping things are nice yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh i it's uh, the, the item descriptions are real disappointing at a certain point i stopped reading them because yeah. they they are the worst combination of bad codexes um, that give simultaneously too much detail and not enough. They're not pointed mm-hmm. enough, and also uh, the 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 kind of Teflon writing uh, extends to those as well. Yeah, 
I can definitely see it. Um, down here, you're introduced to the spellcasters. Yeah. These guys are really tough. Um, they have a surprising vocabulary. Oh, yeah. Of things they can do. It's kind of crazy. Like, I think out of all the regular enemies in the game, these guys can do the most different things. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times they shoot, like, this little, like, soul barrage, or whatever that's called in Dark Souls 2, like a bunch <laughs> of little soul spears. They have a big soul spear. Yeah. Um, they have an AoE. And then the thing that got me the most was this uh, reflect damage reflect. Oh, yeah. Yep, thing. They too. can get this, this red aura, and I didn't always realize why I was dying, but they if they get this red aura, if you hurt them, it hurts yourself instead. Yeah. And uh, you're doing so much damage at this point that that's it. Yeah. Um, they also can life leech you as well. Um, they, they can, can, they can life, life, life what? Life drain you. Yeah, life drain you. Okay. I said life leech for some reason. <laughs> it is, the, you know, the court of leeches. Again, <laughs> yeah, the like, but court that, of leeches is pretty good. That's cool. Like, yeah, I don't, uh, I can't <laughs> actually, at this point, I don't know what's Lords of the Fallen and what's Souls. Oh, Lord, help me. <laughs> We've lost our rudder. The compass S- is useless. It's just spinning. Miyazaki Senpai. <laughs> Please. Senpai, restrict my leeches. <laughs> restrict my leech. Yep. Restrict my bleed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Senpai, please nerf katanas. Um <laughs> restrict my bleed. Um mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh these guys will also self-destruct when you kill them. And uh, do tons of damage as well. Oh my gosh, it knocks you over too. Which yeah. uh especially here, it's a bad it's a bad situation because he comes with a knight. And in general, yeah. these are put in mixed company. Uh, yeah. So, so it's it's hard. They also uh, love to deploy these in the in the proving ground challenges that you're going to find yeah. a little bit later. Yeah. Yep. With with other enemies, um, and it's really hard in the proving ground challenges. Here, like I did, it was like a real like oh Dark Souls. Like I just need to lure one guy far away. Yeah. You can't pull them like you can with Dark Souls, but they're kind of pathing. If you back up enough, you know, one of them is maybe faster than the other. Yeah. And you can deal with one while the other one is catching up. Yeah. Usually they tend to like do like a weird zone defense a little bit like they they, yeah. they, they they stay pinned to an area like in a way that feels distinct from like when an enemy's AI in Dark Souls 2 is set to like guard this doorway. Yeah. Yeah. Which is that's something that they actually in uh, Scholar of the First Sin enemies have huge way huger arrow ranges and, and leashes. Oh, so that's something that they actually have, have changed a little bit Man. where guys will, will follow you significantly more. And um, we get there. This one specifically, like if you just rush in to fight the mage, there's a knight right there, literally just there to ambush you. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Um, tell me, tell me about greed, Cole, because I never, <laughs> I never found this or picked it up. Yeah. So I believe greed is locked behind a uh, a rune door. Uh, you get in there and you pick up, you pick up some stuff. I don't know when I equipped it. Um, if you're reading the item descriptions, as we alluded to earlier, they don't really say what something does. This says something about like, oh spell casting you know sacrificing etc etc for the sacrificatorium um i think that what it's programmed to do is to give you some kind of benefit for sacrificing a uh like the ceiling on your on your uh mana gauge right so when you like in an ideal world when this thing actually functions it just you trade off uh your your max your max mana for some other thing however mm-hmm. I believe this is glitched. Um, if it's not glitched, then, well, that is a crazy thing to do intentionally. Uh, the effect is permanent. Not only is it permanent, but every time you unequip it and re-equip it, it stacks. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so what you end up with is the way that I spent the majority of this chapter of the game, which is with roughly one-third of my mana, which was not enough to be able to fire my gauntlet, to use any of my spells, anything like that. 
that's pretty rough because the gauntlet later becomes like a key. Yep. That sucks. <laughs> which, uh, which I was forced to deal with this, uh, the first time that it became a key, um, you know, because I was not, I was not able to progress. I spent somewhere between 45 minutes and, and an hour trying to fix this problem because Ugh. otherwise it meant starting the game over from scratch. That's really rough. How do you fix the problem? <laughs> it is some kind of weird combination of equipping, unequipping, changing the view of your items, and then backing out of the menu, um, waiting for your you know your, your your mana to replenish, equipping it, taking another hit, but then uh, changing your view, re-equipping it, unequipping it, changing your view, backing out, and then just watching it extend slowly beyond that. However, the actual combination that you have to do this at is mm-hmm. really, really obscure. Every source that I looked at gave it in a different way. And like a lot of the time, like trying to do this, it took me down to zero mana. Like, oh, so I can't even like just maximize this. I just have 0% of all my mana at any given time. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, that's really frustrating. It's So reading the <laughs> reading how to do this and then also trying to get it, it reminded me of trying to find Missigno in Pokemon Red. <laughs> like that. Like that's a little bit what it felt like. Eventually it worked. I was so frustrated and just ready to like, uh, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to YouTube it. It was so, so bad because like I could get around it. Like there are a couple of bosses here, but I fought with no mana. Like I never used any of the spells or gauntlet or whatever. But like when it finally gated my progress against this item, this cursed item, this tomb of horrors fucking piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh my gosh. And it's not been patched out. That's that's frustrating. Yeah, it's it's real bad. So what I would say is if you find an item called greed, um, which is separate from avarice, which is separate from meanie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure avarice is, is a is a sword or a, yes. a dagger in this game. Yeah. Too. Uh, I'm, I guarantee it almost specifically in the trinket section. Don't equip that because you're going to have a very, very rough time. You're going to have to do some voodoo. It's going to lock you out of progressing through the game literally at the worst. And at the best, it's going to keep you from using, uh, uh, you know, the part of your skill set that actually makes this kind of a varied and unique experience. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, um, I I just didn't run into it. I think at this point, because this is right after the um, the the crafter or whatever. Yeah, I gambled away my my rune so I could never get into this one. Yeah, um, <clears throat> we haven't talked about trinkets. Uh, they kind of take the function of rings. Yeah, here as a pro tip, just to to balance out some of the salt. Like, don't do that, Goofus. Yeah, <laughs> goes and gets goes. I'm not calling you Goofus. Yeah, but if you're a Goofus in the future, you go and get greed. If you're a gallant. You go to the uh, challenge gate that's on the back door to the cemetery uh-huh. and go get Backbreaker. Mm. Um, Backbreaker is really good. It's a it's Havel's ring. Yeah. So it increases your equip burden by like 15 points or 20 points, which is really significant because, you know, you're dealing with a much smaller scale in this game than you are in Souls as far as units and your your maximum. Uh-huh. So, uh, so, like, that's a really significant increase. Yeah. Uh, when I wasn't messing with Greed, that was my most equipped trinket. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's super good. Um, but yeah, that sounds that sounds intolerable. Yep. It was it was really bad. Like I threw a little bit of a fit about it on Facebook. Um mm-hmm. but uh but yeah, that's just a terrible experience to think like yeah. you know, and I was like ten hours, twelve hours into a game, like when time is already at a premium. I mean, dear yeah. God. That sucks. <sighs> yeah. So um, the way forward is to kind of go up to the panorama, and uh, there is a little door by one of these statues that lets you down into this area called the Abandoned Range. Yes, which has not been abandoned. No, no. Um, it's full of monsters. 
Um, so that's what they should have called it. Most people are confused. It's not an island. It's a peninsula. Yeah, abandoned was someone's name. <laughs> like it was like like John abandoned for the the Rogar industrialist yeah. uh, founded this place. <laughs> the abandoned. That's another boss name. Yeah, and a punk band <laughs> name. The uh, yeah, the abandoned would be a really good boss name. The um, so you uh, you go down here. There's some dimensional beast, some tyrant. Or there's a tyrant, there's some crossbow man, um, a cave full of spiders. And you're kind of going through and you're finding these plates yeah. um, here, which end up being uh, important to Yetka's side quest. Yeah. She came with you and is just kind of hanging out. Um, I think she alludes to trying to find an answer to uh, her family at this point. This is where she reveals that. Yeah. Like, like even down to the passage and this dagger, like everything is about her lineage. Yes. Um, and that bears, that bears pretty cool for it later on. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, so you get through here. You're introduced to uh, this isn't the first one, but it's one of the first pressure plate puzzles, yeah, which yeah. is where you want to use your clone um, at. Which I didn't realize my first play through the game, I just stripped naked and just tried to make the run. <laughs> but if you leave your clone there, you can kind of take your time, yeah, and uh, and go get stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this just gets you kind of more items. Um, nothing really essential that I can remember. Not at least not that I took note of. Yep, and this leads into the infiltrator. Uh, who might alarm you in the fact that he doesn't infiltrate. No. And uh, this name is entirely arbitrary. <laughs> so No. Yeah, an arbitrary boss name in Lord of the Fallen. At least the commander commanded people. Like, yeah. This guy is... He's, he's in fact... Every boss you fought up until this point infiltrated. <laughs> this is the only boss you fought so far that has not infiltrated anything. Uh huh. Like, ugh. Yeah. So he's they, a homebody. He should be like the homebody. Yeah. <laughs> You're fighting Cole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, please leave my house. You're making me uncomfortable. Don't I touch my stuff. Expecting guests. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh no, this place is a mess. <laughs> No, it's Here's not a, a mess, but I just... a coaster! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so, like, I thought this was going to be cool. Like, it is the, uh, you know, like, the, these are the Rogar who inc- who are, like, making incursions on the mortal realm. Like, the Infiltrator, awesome. But, like, that's really the only the, the only way. This is a, it's like a, a different version of the spider creatures. Uh, you know, what, what's her name? Uh, 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 Booby, Chesty, Chesty LaRue. In, oh, uh, Dark um, Quillag? Quillag, yeah. Quillag yeah. or, uh, or uh, what's what's her name? Sandy. Yeah, Sandy. Uh, Sandy yeah. Scorpion. Scorpion uh, is Najka. Yeah, yeah. In, uh, in Dark Souls 2 <laughs> a little bit. So this is uh, this is kind of the first boss that we've fought that is not a dude standing on two legs. Yes, it is a dude standing on three legs. Yeah. <laughs> and luckily, eventually, we're going to get to four. Ooh. That's not true. Uh, <laughs> we, we go for, we go like, it's like the number of legs is like two, 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 <laughs> three, two, two. To infinite. This entire game, <laughs> like the motif is the riddle of the Sphinx. Yeah, what, what, what walks on two legs in the morning, two legs at around 10 a.m., two <laughs> legs at noon, three legs at one, two legs at three, yeah. two legs at five, and infinite legs at night. Lords of the <laughs> bosses. Like... <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> So this is kind of a crazy fight. Um, kind of the, the thing about this arena, which I love that the arenas are coming to play, mm-hmm. um, is that at the center, you have this kind of magic well that is uh, that, that is draining your mana. Now, if you've equipped greed, you don't have any mana anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, so no one no, 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 no. <laughs> Nope. You, you are all set. 
Um, but this guy um, kind of has a melee attack that if you're up close, like this is one of the first bosses where it really benefits you to be up close because the melee, the melee combo that he does is really predictable. It's yeah. three strikes, and then you know after you go through the phases, uh, which we never really talked about the phases, like as opposed to Dark Souls, which is just like get this guy down to half and then it kind of changes. These are demarcated on the health bar. Yeah, as you're as you're going along, eventually his uh, his scorpion tail kind of comes into play. Uh, but uh, staying up close kind of takes away some of this guy's fangs. Yeah, yeah, he's he's one of the few villains where you want to do that. Um, he has these little pods that he can that can fall down, and they will uh, he can eat them to regain health, or you can smash them. But then you are getting far away from him, yeah. and he has some distance attacks that discourage that. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, this guy was like, you know, not a problem at all. Yeah. For me, like he was pretty easy. Like just walked up to him and and hit him a bunch. Um, one of the things that happens, and we talked about this a little bit, but like if you've just been hitting the, uh, your bonfires or whatever on your way here, um, sometimes they'll refill a couple of flasks mm-hmm. and they'll refill you to full if you die. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while I get to a boss where it's like, I could beat them on the first try. This guy wasn't, I could beat this guy on the first try. Mm-hmm. You get to someone where it's like, I have no problem beating him on the first try, but for some reason my SS flasks were max, maxed out at three yeah. and then I would die once and then come back with nine and be fine. Yeah. Happens later. Later happened later to me with the beast, mm-hmm. um, which we'll we'll cover at the end of this episode. Yeah, but. yeah. That, 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 that's a little bit weird. Like the way that that functions is different checkpoints. Um, when you come to them without dying, they have uh, little kind of satellite crystals that that float around them that rep- represent the number of the number of potions that they'll give you. And uh, oh, yeah, the, I never noticed that. Yeah, those take uh, those take a little bit of time to replenish. So if you're kind of making a run, like, like what that does is punish, you know, provide a little bit more difficulty if you are, um, if you're just kind of progressing along, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, finding a checkpoint and using it is not a guarantee that you're going to be completely recovered to max, which I think yeah. offsets a little bit, you know, the fact that when you use a checkpoint, it doesn't cause enemies to respawn. Yes. Yeah. We yeah. didn't, we didn't mention that as a major difference, but that is, that is indeed a major difference. I never quite figured out what did cause enemies to respawn. Yeah. Uh, it is, it is a loading screen. Loading screens oh, okay. cause them to respawn. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So like, if you like, uh, I'm, I'm not being glib there, like dying or, uh, uh, no, no, I know. Sh- I, shifting, no. shifting for, I just want to make it, make it clear for the audience. Um, if you, you know, giant dying, shifting between the Rogar or human realms or using a loot crystal will reset the stage. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and the the hint screens actually alluded to that. They say how you can't really grind enemies mm-hmm. for experience, um, which is true. Like the game does a good idea, a good job of discouraging that. Yeah. Um, so if you kill this guy without uh, any of the lanterns in his his uh, arena lighting up. That's, like, that's um, going to be a time thing, right? I think that what happens, I think this is glitched and it never happens. <laughs> I, I, I do. I think that's what I read online. Like it's they're supposed to light up and it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what those lanterns would have done, <laughs> um, but it, it is, it is needs to be patched and fixed. Yeah. Um, so you kill this guy, you get the special version of his weapon, which I don't remember if it's any good or anything yeah. at this point. At this point, I'm like on my team, my axe, you know, for this entire, like I said, this entire episode. Eventually, I think I, I ended up landing on justice, which you get yeah. somewhere in the regard. Justice is really good just because it doesn't do as much damage, but it's not a great sword. Yeah. So you can swing it much faster. Justice is really good. There's also one called fate. That is a that is a one handed axe that does really good until you uh, strength up and get uh, uh, another one that is similarly uh, poorly named. That uh, La- last rites, 
maybe La- last right is good yeah. last rights is good i think um i i'm glad i never played a thief because all the thief ones are called scat there's there's a thief dagger in this game i kid you fucking not i think it's called skull scraper <laughs> <laughs> like the best dagger is called the skull scraper there's also um like uh there's like blood blood rich and blood poor or something like that and one of them gets weaker as you kill enemies with it and one of them gets more powerful huh. which is kind of a cool mechanic but they have dumb names <laughs> blood poor it's it's something like that. Like it's like something blood good and something blood bad. There's a politically correct term for that. It's anemic. You yeah. sons of bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Republicans don't care about the blood poor. Huh? Yeah, blood Republicans don't care about the blood blood yeah. poor. <laughs> I love that we're building this entire blood form of government across yeah. this arc. I, I would I would be way into the blood government. Like, <laughs> is that yeah. the end game of the Red Cross? The, yeah, the one yeah, world blood government. Blood blood based economy. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's blood born until they blood die. Yeah. When you do the only things that are sure are blood death and blood taxes. Yeah. Like like what if there was a world where the natural order of law was conservation of blood? Hmm. That's, <laughs> and, that's terrifying. Yeah. And, and so like everybody is like, so we've genetically engineered marrow out of humans and all of the blood that you're born with is the blood that you get. <laughs> yeah, I think you, I think that's a bloodborne spoiler. Is it? I think that's why it's called. No. <laughs> okay. It could be though. That's why it's called that. Yeah. <laughs> I have blood pool. Yeah, that's pretty um, good. Yeah. Um, after this, you're introduced to the, the most like annoying NPC in the game, I think. <laughs> this uh this good Rogar. He talks like a so is he the guy who summoned him? I've got a mouthful of Kleenex. Is he uh, like, is he the guy who summoned uh who summoned this guy? Because uh, there's a pinwheel like priest Rogar. The, yeah. Who uh who, who brings this guy out. But I never got a good look at the crippled Rogar's model. I think it is. I don't know though, because you never run into that priest guy. So I think it is yeah. is him. But he's really loud uh-huh. and really unintelligible. <laughs> like he sounds like bad Klingon stuff. And this is why you've been collecting human skulls at this point, because eventually, <laughs> no, I've been collecting human. Don't judge me. Yeah, I know. The uh, I got my hey, reasons. I... Don't worry. Yeah. Well, if, if you need, if you have a bunch of excess skulls, I should say, okay. regardless of why you've been acquiring them, like maybe they're used or they're not perfect. Maybe you I tripped mean, over the skulls. Who's to say? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, this guy will take them off your hands for you and trade you some equipment that I never got because I never got enough. He wants tons of skulls. He wants 30 skulls. 30 yeah, skulls to max skulls. out this guy's. Yeah. And he uh, wants a kindergarten class classes <laughs> worth of skulls. Yeah, an entire school bus of skulls. Uh, like... Jeez, save some for the fishes, Rogar. <laughs> man, oh man, that is a deep that is a deep cut. Somehow you sidestepped into the realm of my childhood. Because I was a thirsty young boy, Gary. That was, that was my my childhood too, man. Here's here's the thing. In that uh in that class where I was the American Gladiators, yeah. I used to be such, such a thirsty young boy and not want to wait in line for the drinking fountain that I would drink out of the uh the faucet in the bathroom. Ooh. Yeah, I, I didn't have the germophobia or anything. Like I would like make sure no one else was in the bathroom and drink out of the faucet. <laughs> I just like wanted lots of water. But when you think about it, as like a kid, mm-hmm. like why didn't we have water bottles? Yeah, like like you have to drink water, dudes. Like you can't just like well, you get to drink water twice a day. <laughs> like that is a really inhuman thing to do to anyone. I'm thinking about that, right? Like yeah, was it because we were gonna squirt each other? Like Gary, I shit you not, I didn't get a water bottle till I was in college. Yeah. And like a lot of jobs, you can't have a water bottle. Like yeah. when I was working at Fred Meyer, I was like, I was like, to, like I became friends with all my bosses. I was like, man, how I want some water. Like, <laughs> and like what, what, I didn't have to say that. 
<laughs> like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. You can go get some water. And I'm like, I don't want to take like a, I only get one break today. <laughs> yeah. And I hate this job and I hate everything about it. I don't, and I need to, I need to shovel some cup of noodles into my face during that break. <laughs> yeah. Like, can I not have this count as my break? And because he was friends with me, it was fine for me to go drink water, which I needed to live. Yeah. Uh, in order to, and not have it count towards my eating time, which I also need to live. <laughs> so fuck you working. <laughs> yep. Like, like, fuck you, employment. Um, well, I mean, not, not, not every all employment, yeah. but like, man, it's just like. Hashtag not all employment. Yeah, not, not all employees no, or but employers, like, but like a but, lot of jobs have that. Yeah, like, like, menial, like, dear, dear God, like Brooks, man. Brooks from Shawshank. Yeah. Half, like, still half an ass to use the restroom. Yeah. Well, he didn't uh, even have to. I had to ask to use the restroom. Me too. The point of that scene in, in Shawshank was he didn't have to ask. Yep. But I had to in 2009. Uh-huh. Why? Like, that was a prisoner in the 30s. Like an ex-con. That's crazy. Uh-huh. Ugh. Yeah, no, no. It's oh, uh Fuck you, Fred Meyer. Yeah. Like biological <laughs> biological like, functions are right. Same thing same shit happened at uh, GameStop. I had to earn the right to have a to have a cup of uh, a cup of water behind the counter. <laughs> like, so like, bad. like if it if it was the holiday, like you didn't like you didn't have to ask permission so much, but you had to like say, Hey, can you stand here for me? Because I really like there are a lot of people in this room and I'm getting really anxious and I need to poop real bad because yeah. otherwise I'm gonna flip shit and run out the front door. Yeah, I I, uh, I had to, when I worked at a Pendleton, um, I had to clock in and out with a little card, mm-hmm. and if you had to use the bathroom, you had to do that too, and they would like monitor the amount of times that you were like clocked out on the card, uh-huh. and it's like, listen, like I if if I have to pee three times in an eight hour shift, I have to pee three times in an eight hour shift. Like mm-hmm. the the lack of respect this policy and you know indicates for me is blood curdling. Yeah. When I worked at a, a, a school supply company, uh, the, the, like the, the summers after my first two years of college, um, like an order entry, they would, uh, they would give me shit for using the restroom. Like uh. they, they would say, I notice you going to the restroom a lot. Like, you know, just like this, this could be a problem. And like, the thing is like all of our supervisors, um, because the busy, the busy season was summer, we're all teachers. So I am a picture this picture a 19 to 20 year old Cole, mm-hmm. um, Done. you know, having an elementary school teacher telling me what to do <laughs> that's yeah that's that's really really unfortunate yeah i can i i cannot brook that like in the, like in the way that she would talk to an elementary school teacher or like to, to an elementary school student that is the worst if, if anyone's listening to this and they're just like no it makes sense you go time is money like kind of go fuck yourself like <laughs> i understand if you're doing that for a job and like people like the secret to a manager at one of those jobs is that they are no better off than the employees like yeah yeah they just get paid 20 cents more on the dollar and have to be and are responsible for everything. Yeah. yeah. So it's a bad job. Mm-hmm. But like if you're if you're actually if you're the people who write that policy, yeah. Who are just seeing dollar signs, like, fuck you. Like yep. that is so obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Like, that like, is the worst. But like it doesn't matter. They're just going to the bathroom with text. Well, well, like, well like duh. Well, well, right. Like, first of all, I can text and pee. Uh-huh. Second of all, like, who gives a shit? Like if if they're doing it all that like all of those policies like that, so even like absence, you know, like sicknesses and stuff. When I was a uh, manager, it was like if I trusted the person, like, mm-hmm. and and I felt like they were taking advantage of it, we'd talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, if I didn't, if I thought if I believe they were being legitimate, people get sick and that's humanity and that's what happens. Yeah, you know, like making it into this weird number system that presumes that you're not going to be trustworthy 
in the first place is awful. It's the wire season four, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yep, yep. <laughs> like, like that is such a microcosm for life. Yeah, it is. It is it's, it's, ugh. oh boy. Um, yeah, don't, don't cut this out. Cause no, I no, mean, I'm not okay. going to do that. Don't worry. It's a, so, so the, so the infiltrator. <laughs> So yeah, the infiltrator, the guy who collects skulls, who tells you not to pee. Uh, let's see here, yep. where are we going? You're kind of yep. headed out, <laughs> headed out to uh, to the to the front door uh, of the uh, of the Rogar Temple, uh, fighting another tyrant. But uh, really, now that you have this crystal from the uh, from the infiltrator, you're kind of headed back out to the to to, to the realm of man. Well, for, a... first you talk to uh, to Yekka. Oh yeah, uh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, to give her all the stone plates you have. And uh, this is because they have a message that she's trying to uh, figure out or yeah. decipher. It's funny because they're kind of building up to a uh, to a Seath or to a to a Logan kind, yeah. of, kind of thing here. Like she is she is pursuing knowledge beyond the ken of what she ought to. Yes, and Yeka is the closest thing this game has to an interesting character. Yes, I think like she's not perfect. It's not great, but she does have an arc and is like, you know, she's fine. Yeah, she, like. She is leagues more interesting than Harkin. Yes. Yeah. I, I would like I would like do a patch where I can play through as Yetka. Yeah. So I'm down. Like yeah, 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 because uh Yetka's quest. Do like a yeah. like Ada. Yeah. Yeah. That would be that would be what would get me to to play this again, I think. Yeah. But yeah, you're really just heading out after you uh after you give her the plate. Yeah. There are some uh some, some how human... weird is it? She's just gonna hang out here. <laughs> yep. Like, like no, this seems like where are you gonna drink? <laughs> Where are you going to get water? We're going to drink skulls. Listen to us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drink skulls. <laughs> um, anyway. I'm sure that's some kind of homeopathy, like, you know, one one atom of skulls per thousand gallons. <laughs> yeah. You just mash it up into a fine drinkable paste. Well, here's the thing. Most water we drink probably has had skull in it at one point. Oh, way, way skull. Yeah. Way, way tons of skull. <laughs> like, like it has probably been a part of a skull. Like, yeah. How metal yeah. is that? I think throughout your whole life, what do you think the odds are that you've drank a human? Oh, I mean, like just earlier today, I drank yeah. and pissed a human today, Gary. Yeah, like like an entire human, like an entire <laughs> human worth of body part, and probably every part of a human has been inside you via water. This this episode has been strangely focused on hydration, Gary. Yeah, I'm thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just I ran out of water. <laughs> Do you need to go? Do you need to get water? No, no, I'm I'm good. Okay. I can power through. Cool. Anyway, yeah. so so we're on our way out. Yep. Uh you find these uh these these human soldiers who uh uh are trying to get out a little bit and they want you to clear this uh these beasts in the western antechamber. This is one of the little like man, just non inconsequential diverticula quests. Yeah, that you do. Like, a little, little side quest. These guys are deserters too. Yeah, and they'll play into a quest later too. If if you don't clear, if you don't do this, you get another quest. Yeah, later on your way out, you give your uh, your your crystal uh, to the smith. He's like, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, and this enables him to teleport to any anvil. Yes, which is a very specific X man. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the the cool. Did at any point did you understand how going in here and killing the infiltrator was going to stop the Rogar incursion? Well, he's the infiltrator. Like if you kill the guy who's called the infiltrator, nobody can infiltrate. Well, he's, he's the... never infiltrated. Right. All but... these other people have infiltrated. People yeah. continue to infiltrate. Yeah. It is really like I never really understood what I was doing here. There's no or how it worked or how I succeeded. There's no ontology to this. Yeah. Like the, like the, like the, 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 there's no sense of like from whence things come 
or like to which things go. Yes. And yeah, it's, like, how are they even getting in? Are they going through this little portal I'm going through? Yeah, because like Kazla has been standing out there and like if he done drop the ball. Yeah. <laughs> it, maybe they just can't spawn if there's somebody watching him. <laughs> it's like a, a game. Yeah. I, I have no I have no idea. But like yeah. this was this was the very not the first moment, but this is where it was cemented in my mind. Like, oh, this has a real feeling of like making it up as I go along. Yeah. You know, like the significance of these actions is not being well telegraphed. And I know I succeeded at something, but I don't feel like I did or understand how really. Mm-hmm. And that plays in this next bit where like getting into the Citadel where you have to take the side path to get there. I didn't really understand why that was either. Uh-huh. Like you get here, the uh, you have to go through the catacombs right. to get there. Yeah. Like that makes a little bit of sense to me because like the front the front gate is barred because of the siege. Yeah. So you have to you have to sneak in because because anything you know anything approaching a, a, a like like an obvious approach would be uh, would be rejected, right? Which would be true if like, well, I guess that's true. But I was just gonna say like, Antanas has the way to get through that door that has you blocked, uh-huh. and he wants you there. Like it just seems like, oh yeah, you know, it's it's very it's incredibly poorly motivated. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just it, it just it's messy. Yeah, um, it's just an excuse to go into the fourth area of the game. Yes, it is. And so, like, think about think about how good Dark Souls does it in a very simple way. Yeah, which is you know you have to ring the two bells. You have to you know find who is at the who is at the seat of Anor Londo. You have to kill the four great lords in order to get their souls. Dark Souls two, you have four great old ones you have to kill. They're you know they're they're ancient souls or whatever. Like it, it bookmarks and kind of like uh, like marquees that very well, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so you always feel kind of motivated by like a search. However, here you're just kind of doing what people tell you to do, which is you know kind of a discredited video game trope. It would have it would have worked like if if the infiltrator was like a gigantic thing that was birthing Rogar. Yep. Or if it was something holding a portal open or something like that, like it would have made sense. The fact that it's just a monster is what like it is next to a portal. Yeah. But I never got it communicated if that was supposed to be what was happening. Was that like magic portal in the middle was how the Rogar were getting in. Yeah. And then the crystal it had. Well, I guess that makes sense because the crystal that you take from it is what you give the uh, blacksmith that allows him to teleport. Mm hmm. So I guess he does have a teleporting crystal that allows things to teleport from the Rogar yeah. realm to the human realm, but like but it's just not underlined well enough. Yeah, it doesn't change. It doesn't change the course of the battle. Yeah, right. Like, and that's something about this about this game world too, right? Like Dark Souls. You know, something that I love about it is th- is that it's this abandoned world that is held in kind of like this beautiful vacuum preserved state. Yeah, and you're going through and looking at it, and the fact that there are these there are these forces that are you know pushing and pulling back and forth. I don't feel like they do the necessary work to kind of justify those dynamics. Not at all, you know. Yeah. And so and so really, what it is by keeping stuff in this like, oh, we're right on the edge. You must go and be the deciding factor in this thing, as opposed to kind of these broader, you know, kind of more satisfying thematically and symbolically kind of task that you're doing at the at the behest of almost nobody at the behest of trying to like meet this goal that is set out by prophecy as opposed to this guy who's saying you must defeat the infiltrator because like even if they said there are eight lords that you must you know that you must destroy like that would have me you know counting on my hands after each one like okay cool like i'm this i'm this far through even that motivation would say okay this is my main goal and everything i do is kind of tangential to it and a way to enable me to find the next one Yep. 
and that that's not what they do. And it, see, it feels like, I mean, Monday morning quarterbacking is kind of what we do, even though I always feel a little bit self-conscious when I do it. Like, I'm not a game develop, developer. Like, I don't do this stuff. I understand why it can be hard. But I feel like we've spent all enough time examining a game series that does it really well to mm-hmm. at least point out that it seems like it wouldn't be that hard to actually do this with a, yeah. a bit more proficiency. I don't know that it would be, you know, that hard. I, I can't speak to that. I can speak to what would be more satisfying to me as a person going through this. Yeah. And what would feel more more motivated, would feel more feel more satisfying. Yeah. It might be difficult to do, but it would have been worth it, I think, at the end. Yeah. Anywho, catacombs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually goes into the mines, too. There are mines below here. There are mines, there are prison. This is fucking nuts. Yeah, this is huge. Um, and it is hard. It resists. This is very confusingly laid out. It kind of resists going through point by point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a large, it's plot important because the prison section, the, the actual catacombs are not so much plot important that I know of. But the prison section, we start learning a little bit about the experiments and stuff yeah. that Antanas has been doing. Yeah. Um, and kind of the dark side of this world where like all crime is punishable equally. Yeah. So you're kind of like it's it's nice here. This is one of the areas where the the the, the lack of distinction from zone to zone kind of makes sense, as you mm-hmm. notice kind of the the the, the archaeology of this, the, the the architecture, um, you know, fading slowly from like one purpose to the other. This is yeah. th- this is an area of of pretty strong environmental storytelling where you know running along ramparts before uh, wasn't right, 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 right. The um, yeah, so you're just kind of going through here. Fighting enemies and making your way through, collecting audio logs, etc. <laughs> yeah, um, there's not a lot of new enemies here. Oh um, boy, is there one big one though? I don't have a problem with this at all. No, nope. I just wanted to note. I thought this guy's really easy. Oh really? Wow. He, he dies. He dies in like three hits now. Like he's super quick. Huh. Yep. So I think my problem was that you always fought him in a narrow hallway, and the fact oh, okay. that he that, that he leads with this gigantic shield, um, he becomes like a massive plug in these and uh trying to lure him out or try to get around him to where he can be to where he can be vulnerable um is is really difficult again and you know like to use the comparison from before about the knights it's it's like chewing on gristle a little bit yeah yeah yep, yep. um yeah I don't, I don't know like it just ended up working out okay for me but again like i can't argue your experience mm-hmm. like if it ended up being being too tough like they felt like they had less hp than the gigantic knights mm-hmm. to me like i found those guys harder than this guy um, he doesn't show up all that often, um, but he does. Like I think there's like probably three of them that are not, um, you know, outside of the main first one. Right. Yeah. So, so you have the first one kind of in that in that uh, first descent into into the circular chamber, but then there are two of them in there. Like they 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 use them about as often as they use the tyrants um, in yeah. the in the in the Rogar Temple, um, which is which is good. Like I, I like that I like that spacing. I just found that their their presence was disproportionately disruptive. Yeah. Like in a, in, a, in a way that didn't feel engaging, it just felt tedious, like the knights did. But that that's totally just my experience, and maybe I didn't have the I didn't have like the uh, the, the ability to cope with them like you did. It might just be, it could also just been a, a total build thing too. Yeah, like my build was just like I I had pumped more points into strength and less into something else, so I was just taking them down in one or two less hits. Yeah, you know, at this point, or had better luck with runes mm-hmm. or any number of things could make a big difference here. And this whole area is kind of about combining a bunch of stuff that you've seen before in uh, in, in certain ways. So this is big into ambushes. This is one of the more corridor-heavy uh, stages in the game. Um, yeah. And uh, there's a lot of stuff where there's just like a little side path off of this hallway where something will come out after you if you didn't notice that. Yep. Yep, yep. Um, kind of making your way and figuring out where you're actually supposed to go here is pretty tough. Yeah. 
Um, and you, there's kind of, before you can actually get into the Citadel, there's two levers you have to pull. And one of them is right by the boss, but the other one is kind of hidden. Yeah. Um, and then even just getting back to that first lever, like for some reason I spent a lot of time doing that. I ended up looking up a map of this place because everything yeah. looked so samey in the, uh, the prison area. Mm-hmm. What's well, kind of neat about this and, uh, something I appreciate about the confusingness, um, uh, of the layout was, uh, was the fact that you, you think that you're headed towards a goal, but instead you poke out in an entirely different part of the Citadel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This this actually, and even um, there's that one exit that goes into the uh, the ramparts. Yeah, that first area. Like this, this some of the air, like locked doors you found before will actually exit yeah. to here, kind of making for shortcuts for when you have to go back, or if you need to go back here and I don't know skull hunt. <laughs> um, the uh, so you, again, this Antanas's experiments. You're learning about how he is removing evil from man. Yes. Um, essentially, thing. he's devised a method that actually separates man from his evil. And there's some genuinely kind of creepy, like, things where it's, like, the people afterwards kind of walk and talk but are empty. Yeah. You know, empty shells and stuff. And then there are uh, logs from, like, overzealous jailers mm-hmm. um, and such. And people, there's a guy who has been trapped and experimented upon here, which is when I started thinking that the infected are the products of Antanas's experiments. Yeah. Not... Rogar related. Yeah. It's uh it's pretty obvious. Like when you leave the catacombs, like the guy says, Oh, go through her sorry, when you leave uh the, the Rogar temple it says, Go, you know, go through the catacombs. I came from there, it's a really bad scene, and Tanith is up to something. Like they're yeah. foreshadowing the, the, the they're foreshadowing this turn really, really early. Yes. Yeah. Even though previously, like I was pretty convinced those things were were Rogar, but it's you know I think that the the actual arc is supposed to be that Antanas fucking around like this is what caused the Citadel to be overrun because he had weakened it previously. Oh, yeah. It'd be like if, you know, in the Umbrella Labs, if there was an outbreak <laughs> and then another thing took it over during the outbreak. Yeah. It's almost like, like Half-Life, right? Like, you know, yeah. the, 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 the Zen thing brought the combine in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's what it's kind of going for. Yeah. Like it is uh, the banishing the banishing the rogar and a deer created the imbalance and then this kind of this kind of uh uh monkeying around destabilized things even further and caused a whiplash back the other the other direction yes i think that's what's going for too yeah. um after making your way through this and there's a little scene where there's two prisoners what's the point of that like i didn't get any no reward point. from it <laughs> you well they, the guy shows up uh-huh. Like whoever you save shows up at later at the Citadel, but he doesn't do anything. <laughs> if it's the good guy, he's like, thank you so much. I'm not a murderer. And if it's the bad guy, he goes, thanks for letting me out. And that's it. <laughs> that's literally it. And you can't kill him. You can't kill NPCs in this game. Right. So I was like, oh, this guy fooled me. I'm going to kill him. Nothing. <laughs> no dice. Wow. It's just a silly. And it, it's a little like, if you open my cage, it will wake up the monster in the other cage who will then, <laughs> like, it is a really silly. Okay. There are three cages. Has no point. One has a fox. One has some corn. Yeah. One has a <laughs> hen. <laughs> It's exactly like that. Um, it's really dumb. Yeah. Um, and it's on the way to uh, the champion. Yeah. Who is the boss of the catacombs. Man, oh man, I had a lot of trouble with this guy. He's got an anvil for a head. Yes, he does. Yeah, I want to summon the, the crafter to his head. <laughs> um, I This guy uh, is not, like, he did, wasn't too tough for me. He does have some, like, so he kind of, he's like a Toro boss. Mm-hmm. Um Kind of weirdly enough, uh, I don't know if you noticed this. Do you notice that you can parry his charge? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, you can also block it with a tower shield, which is like a very non-Dark Souls thing. Like in Dark Souls, like this charge would definitely hit through anything. Um, but here you can actually block it, and it is pretty, you know, it's a pretty good tactic. It's like, really satisfying to do that. Yeah. That's, how, that's how I ended up beating him. 
Yeah, it's a real big clang, and then you get some time to wail on him. Yeah. Um, so the fighting ends up being about like manipulating him into charging. Yeah, and like determining whether or not you have enough time to like post up with a with a shield. Right, yeah. because using using a like a regular shield, like a kite shield, um, you know, you have to depend on your timing. The tower shield is the safer bet. However, it takes longer to get into a safe position. So, like, yeah. you may have to like waste a couple of short charges so you can so that you can get them far enough away to do one that you uh, you know can safely block. And the thing is, like, as he progresses, he has this rage meter that as he does damage to you, it, go, it goes up. And as he gets as he gets more angry and weaker, uh, he charges you less and less and does kind of more of these barrages and uh, shockwave attacks. Yes. Yeah. So that, that, and that plays into the win condition. You're supposed to defeat him without him raging oh. at all, um, which you can do like if you just don't take a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. So it kind of ends up being a little bit like the first fight, yeah. um, which is a little bit more forgiving. Um, he doesn't, I, this also feels like similar to the commander, like an inversion of what you're going to be doing because he's a Toro boss, but when he hits the wall, it's not like he's stunned. Right. Which I'm happy about because I don't need, you know, I feel like <laughs> Arkham Asylum did all of that that ever needs to be done. Yep. Like with I the Venom never, guys? Yeah. yeah, with uh, how that was the every boss fight in that game uh-huh. until literally the end boss just turned into that, which is one of the worst <laughs> bosses in video game history. Oh, my God. Um, that, I think that for like the game to boss fight quality ratio uh-huh. in that game is is probably the widest. Yeah. Um, I, I never mean, need to, that never needs to happen. And like um, that, that, that's why, like, if we did an Arkham game, it would be City, right? Yeah, okay. that, exactly. Because City has amazing boss fights. Yeah. Like, I think City is a much better game. A lot of people don't because it has way more collectibles and stuff. But yeah. again, you know, simple life hack: just don't do those things. <laughs> just, like, don't just don't yeah, look. Just yeah, just yeah, just don't look. Um, yeah. So this this guy is is pretty tough. Like this guy took me a couple tries um, because once he actually gets you, he does a lot of damage mm-hmm. and will do more damage the more he gets you. So it's kind of a slippery slope. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. So you have to manage that tide. It's a uh, you know it's a little bit of rich get richer, poor get poorer kind of thing. But uh, yeah, it, it was it, 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 this was tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and, and not and not like in a horrible unfair way or anything either. Like yeah. this is an actual like this is a challenge. Figuring it out was fun. Yeah. Like figuring out that I couldn't do the Toro video game thing to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, etc. Yeah, and this is the first of the bosses that has like a special meter behind him. The, yeah. the, the, the other boss we're going to do this episode has another one that functions differently than this. And like that is a way for them to, you know, if not, you know, introduce uh thematic variety, at least uh, introduce a little bit of gameplay variety. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um so after you beat him, um he uh you actually get to see this lab where Antennas <laughs> has been experimenting. Yeah. on things and get tons of of lore notes. Yeah. How about this? Yeah. So people who are questioning him, it's the usual, you know, are we playing God? What does this mean? Uh, oh, boy, I saw something really terrible. Uh, a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah. And a soldier beckons you into the Citadel. Yeah. Um, which through- now, like, in kind of a neat, you know, like, after you get through this fight, but there are actually people here. Uh-huh. Like, you do get the sense of, like, oh, there actually are people in this world. Mm-hmm. For the first time in the game, as you're yeah. fighting uh, up through the Citadel. Yeah, I like this run a lot, even yeah. if even if I eventually abandon trying to fight them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like like both of those feel thematically sound, right? Yeah. Either Harkin is this badass who has, you know, learned how to deal with these threats. Uh, I was not that badass. I was the person who knew when I was outnumbered to run to safety where, you know, the numbers could keep, you know, could keep them back. Mm-hmm. Either way, it feels really good and it feels non-soulsy. Yeah. You know, in, in Souls, there's really no place to run to. Here, it gives you a place to run to. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It does. You do get this idea of them kind of being overwhelmed a little bit. Yeah. And overrun, which is cool. Um, and it's really tough. Like, you're making your way through a lot of tough 
is little encounters. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we hear lots of like mages covering knights and vice versa, mm-hmm. um, like and and like rogues and little side passages that will come out, like lots of concerted ambush points. Yeah, and I like climbing a tower. Like this feels like a challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, eventually, you get up. Um, you run into if you save the monk and cut off his arm. Um, you run into him, run into him here, and he asks you to clear out his lab. Yeah. Um, which I didn't know where what he meant either. Yeah. Um, but if you do it, you can give him the tyrant hearts, and he will make your potions more effective. Yes, every four tyrant hearts you give him, he will. Yes. Uh, yeah, improve the effectiveness, which is nice. That can make a difference in a boss battle. Yep, yeah, and it does make it a little bit like, oh, there's a point to this guy, at all. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So eventually, yeah. you uh, you get up to the roof. Um, Caslo's up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you need to speak to Antanas in the planetarium. Yeah. So, up here. you know, God forbid this be easy. The planetarium is overrun by, uh, yes. by, by, by second and third tier monsters that you have to clear out. Yeah. I, I mean, even kind of later tiers, like there's pretty much, it's a real, like, you know, royal flush of guys. <laughs> like it is, you know, um, one of the knights, one of the, um, like a mage, a rogue, you know, there's kind of everybody here, a crossbow yep. guy covering the knight. Yep. Um, yeah. It's real and rough, clear- but uh, go ahead. I was just going to say you cleared it up, and, and eventually, after you cleared it up, uh, kind of climaxing with um, one of the uh, the wardens, mm-hmm. um, uh, Antana shows up. Yeah. And uh, you get a chance to talk to him, and you get kind of the mission for the next leg of the game. Yes. You know, which is, you know, he says, no big deal. You have to go kill a god. Yes. And if you if you have been playing this like a God of War game, you know, in, in tone, you can be like, kill a god, sign me up. <laughs> uh, you know? <laughs> The uh, otherwise you can you can question him more. Yeah, we and haven't kinda, talked about his accent, have we? He uh, has like Harkin? a very yeah Harkin. He has like a very low class, not quite Cockney. Yeah, but like <laughs> it, it, it facilitates between like I'm trying to be proper Cockney and like a little bit Australian at the same time. He he is a little bit like he's a little like a, a Russell Crowe, <laughs> like kind of sounding sounding guy. Like I could see him being played by by that. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it it is a real like. The accents in this game are all over, like that weird fantasy European thing. Like it doesn't make any sense. Why couldn't like Yetka should have been had a different accent? Yeah, but you know, her name's Yetka. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Um, yeah. So we learn that a deer is attacking to get Antanas. Yes. he's trying to kill Antanas. We don't know exactly why yet, mm-hmm. and they want you to kill off a deer and go back into the Rogar realm <laughs> and finish off all the rest of their. Like you forgot some. Yep. Oh, b- b- um, you know while you're up. Uh, can yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got me yeah. one of those. Yeah, um, if, and turn. Yeah, if you have uh, if you have been uh, paying attention, you can also call antennas out. You can say like, "Oh, a true paragon of mad wouldn't do X, Y, and Z." That I like done straight up saw down the catacombs. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, but it doesn't actually. This isn't a branching path or anything. No, no. Um, the uh, and and uh, Caslow even says like, "Antennas is up to something." <laughs> no, no, no shit, bud. Um, <laughs> But uh, they turn your gauntlet into a key so you can get further into the Rogar realm. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you uh, you start heading back. This is the place where I got uh, trapped earlier was yeah. when they turned the gauntlet into a key. And all of a sudden, having mana is important. Yep. Yeah. So you have to uh, you have to fire a gauntlet at the uh, at the seal on the front door, which I don't know why it's there. Maybe that's what was keeping you out. Likely, that's what was keeping I think you I, out. Yeah, it was keeping you out. But also, I thought these were like specific Rogar Things like why do those <laughs> seals exist everywhere in the Rogar realms? Life is chaos. Yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> Nothing makes sense. Um, but you go out into the courtyard and you fight another monster. And this is not a uh, Rogar lord. No. Um, this is another one of Antanas's experiments, actually. 
um, which you find out if you go back to the catacombs, you can actually find his holding cell, which he breaks out of. Yeah. Um, and read some logs about this guy's origin. Um, this is the beast. Um, who's yeah. this huge monster? Yeah, this is the biggest boss that you fight. Yeah, it's the only real big boss you fight. Like, it is huge. It's like the only Seath-sized, you know, yeah, guy you fight. Yeah. Like, so you think, okay, cool. This is going to be like, you know, let's let, let's unleash the beast, right? Yes. We, 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 we fought the infiltrator. He was pretty big. This guy, you know, like, well, let's just get in it. Like, let's get some, let's get some, like, you know, Shadow of the, Shadow of the Colossus action. Let's do some Dragon's Dogma. Nope. Yeah. Like, this, no. this is pretty much the apex. Yeah. Um, so he has a secondary meter, which is his stagger, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, if you maximize this by doing a lot of attacks on his uh, on his ankles, he will kind of uh, fall over and open you up for you know like a lot of damage. However, his uh, his his primary attack when you're trying to do that is uh, is a stomp that raises a bunch of spikes up. So you have very very little opportunity uh, to, yeah. uh, to to take advantage of that. Yeah, they're in further widening concentric circles. Yeah. The spikes are so if you can avoid the first wave of spikes, the other ones you can get within if you stand between his legs. Um, and then from a distance, he for the most part charges, yeah. Um, does this kind of like silly charge attack? Um, and that's it, like, there's not too much to this guy. Like, I got hit a lot, like, this was a, a thing I just tanked my way through, you know, like, I died the first time, and then came back with nine SS flasks and had no problem, <laughs> yeah. you know, just like I'm just gonna heal a lot. Um, damage yeah. over time is really huge for this guy. Yeah, I ended up um, using the gauntlet a lot for this. Yeah, poisoning him or fi- putting him on fire helps a lot. Yeah, that's part of his gimmick as well. He will shoot uh, like large pools of poison. Oh yeah, fluid. poison. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's his alternate. Uh, not getting poisoned is his alternate win condition. Yes, this guy. Yeah, and uh, this is also the, uh, the 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 second opportunity to uh, have him destroy one of these uh, one of those statues in that courtyard. Yep. 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 Um, and that's the beast. And uh, next episode, we'll be finishing this game out. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to head back into the Rogar realm uh-huh. um, and fight some more lords. Yeah. More and lords. There, there are some, more. Uh, so, some side quests that we picked up on the way out of the uh, Citadel that weren't worth mentioning right now. But we're going to do them before we go back to the uh, to the temple. Yeah. Lords. Fallences. We're going <laughs> to handle it all. Um, after that, we're doing an episode about the additional lore implications of Scholar of the First Sin. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the patch. That came out, um, which is really just an episode about the one NPC, but it makes a big difference. Definitely. Um, and then, uh, then it's Bloodborne time. Yeah, it's right upon us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So if you're listening to this and you have any friends who are like jumping in on Bloodborne, uh, hip them to us. Yeah. Like these, like these launches are a big opportunity for us to grow. Um, and uh, yeah, let them know if you like us. Yeah, absolutely. And if you have thoughts about Lords of the Fallen, um, hit us up at duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. And uh, share those in the episode after next. We'll be uh, reading your thoughts mm-hmm. on those, and uh, we'd welcome them. <laughs> well, we can't read your thoughts. You need to send them to us. Like... Uh, speak for yourself. Um, the, uh, <laughs> I, I will be reading your thoughts The um, after they've been transcribed. Yes. Um, yeah, you can uh, rate and review us on iTunes. You can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash DuckFeedTV. Mm-hmm. Makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, you can go to DuckFeed.TV forward slash tip jar and use the Amazon referral link. Uh, also a big deal. Check out our other shows. Abject Suffering is a, is a pretty good one. Um, I yeah. like it a lot. It's one of our favorite, yeah, one of my favorite things that we do. It's super fun. Yeah. Um, and we, we are rounding out guest month. Yeah. So uh, 
or we have rounded out guest month yes. by the time this has come out. But uh, appreciate those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, anything else? No, no. Just thank you, everybody, for listening. All right. I will talk to you guys later. What should they do until next time? They should watch out for the Tomb of Inflamining. Yes. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, cool. Watch out for the Skull Scraper. <laughs> yep. And we all pray that we will have far more soon. Is that how he prepares the skulls? Yes. Got to get them proper scraped. Yeah, you can't have residue on there. Got to get them proper scraped. Right. Oh, right. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha.